0: Team today from the Zeppelin line Mexico Pack it up, Hachovia Blackjack
1: Pershing's on the scene What about that Goliath on the battlefield On the the Murphy
0: Deepline, Mount Fuji We went the submarine race.
2: Hey everyone, how's it going? (laughs) Fucking 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 theme song stole my intro. They did. That wasn't me. That was the song. You're being you're being misled people. You got duped.
1: (laughs) I almost started talking like, wait a second. (laughs) So basically he just
0: added a bunch of static
1: to it.
2: He added a bunch of static. It's the least (laughs) song-ish <laughs> entry we've ever had. I think the and, then, and then he stole the Red versus Blue <laughs> theme song. The word you're searching for is musical. At least musical.
0: Uh, you know, that whole AL thing. I can't believe you actually selected a intro that has the old guy voice
2: in it. I like old-timey voice. It's Jeff who doesn't like it. I thought you hated it. Well, no. then I'll
0: do it all day today.
2: Yeah, fuck it. Jeff's not here again.
0: Dateline Austin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you now via rodeo phone... The greatest show in the history of the world. Some of you have come today via motor car. Some of you have come by a horse and carriage. Some of you have come by that behemoth of the airways, that dirigible. That monster of the midway.
2: <laughs> You're really good at that off the cuff. That's, that's really that's scary. okay.
0: If you go back and listen to none of that earlier, really it made any sense. And if you just throw in the word dirigible. Dirigible. <laughs> and you, just got,
2: you just got to use the old timey word every now and then. Exactly. So Jeff's out of the office. He's sick again.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, he's not sick. The weakened
2: immune system. He's not sick. What a weird coincidence.
1: Um, he's uh, taking care of our house stuff today. We're getting a security system.
2: People get upset about being sick. Have you ever noticed that?
0: Like when people are sick, they refuse to acknowledge that they're
1: sick.
2: Yeah. What is that? Like, they feel like they're better than the illness or something?
0: Is that an evolutionary thing? Like genetic? You're, they're afraid you're going to cull them from the herd.
1: <laughs> is there anyone who di- I wish I knew that knew these people that weren't complaining about their sickness all the time. Who, who? are these people? <laughs> oh, you mean, about? The, the, the,
0: the, <laughs> you know, it's one of you talked. she talked about last time on the podcast. Um, that guys are a lot worse at dealing with sickness, and I agreed with her, Uh than women are, because women can tolerate being ill and having pain more so than men can. And have you ever seen, um, you know the guys that made Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. I I know, I want to say Edgar Wright was part of it, but it's, um, the guy who's in Star Trek, I don't know any of their damn names. Simon Pegg? There you go, Simon Pegg, and who's the other dude, like his sidekick, the big dude?
2: Uh... I don't know. The only, the only ones I know are Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright.
0: Anyway, the big dude who's in... Who became a zombie at the, the end Dead. of *Shine of the Dead. Yeah, the, well, spoiler. Fucking Man. 5 year <laughs> seven-year-old movie. <laughs> Straight to the spoiler. Thanks, Gus. But they did a YouTube video called Man Cold, which you can look up or Gus will link, which is all about a woman dealing with a guy who's got a cold. And it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, in fact, I'll load it up and we'll play the audio because I think it's just as funny with the audio.
2: <laughs> I think the, the guy was... Is that Nick Frost? Nick Frost, you are correct. It's almost like I have some kind of device in front of me that can answer questions.
1: <laughs> One thing that sucks about the internet, anytime you ask anyone a question, they get yep. annoyed with you and tell you to look. I mean, it's like uh, Google, as if like, I mean, you can't ask a question now.
0: I'm going to try to get through an advertisement. advertising. the the f- first ad
2: ever on the podcast, right there.
1: How much <laughs> is uh, yes, our new sponsor?
0: <laughs> our new sponsor is uh, Allstate. God, how much are they spending on advertising with that dude who uh, plays Mayhem? You know that guy? I guess I'm no. the one who watches these ads. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty serious. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who's. I'm, I'm yeah, a yeah, teenage yeah. girl, and he texts yeah, and like, that guy. rams into a car and stuff like that. Those ads are friggin' everywhere. Here, there's a guy laying on a couch. Okay, I'm gonna set this up. This dude laying on a couch. Ladies and gentlemen, we join the action in progress. me find our hero, prostrate on the couch. Prostrate on a divan. You- no, it's not gonna work. No, not gonna work at all. <laughs> Gus you to have to link the video
2: all right well uh, well thanks for the, the entertaining <laughs> few minutes of loading a YouTube video.
0: you know we actually did try we actually did try this week to set up a uh, an insert where one of our friends came in town and I thought, oh hey, he's in from Switzerland. We see him literally once every three or four years. why don't I just bring him in I'll record part of the podcast with him in the evening and then we'll just insert the interview into the show didn't do it gussie <laughs> yeah, you even set up the mics and it was everything all set like up
2: everything was ready you just had to hit record i yeah, think it would be confusing it. to the audience to yeah. cut
0: away to us talking to somebody else
2: especially some some weird person they've never heard before
0: it would almost you be know, as confusing as starting a theme song at the beginning of the show that ends with you talking
2: <laughs> almost as confusing um you know we've recorded a few inserts in the past we never we never end up using them it just seems weird it's it's, it's it doesn't seem like it's our format to have uh, to have inserts.
1: You just need to have some kind of like intro sound so people know that like oh here's the insert <laughs> like a, like an alarm
2: that goes off like warning insert pending.
1: No, but more like the, like a the little star shimmer sound or something that's a little more dreamy.
0: <laughs> we wouldn't you know what we wouldn't need to have any kind of thing saying warning insert approaching. If we had an announcer who could simply break in, ladies and gentlemen, we would now bring to you an advertisement for Lucky Strike cigarettes. Fellas, you know that five or four out of five doctors
2: prefer Lucky Strikes. Turning out the cigarette.
1: That it is beer in that glass, isn't it? It's not really tea. <laughs> He's been telling you from when. Yeah, I tea. saw that this
2: morning. I walked in. I was like, "Hey, you want to come down for the podcast? Are you drinking a beer already?" He's like, "No, it's tea." I'm like, okay, that's, that's what I'm, that's gonna be my excuse now from now on. Well, we all know after hard day's work, nothing, nothing breaks a sweat like a nice and house
0: a bush. <laughs> What? What was, Did Budweiser start as Budweiser? I think so. Yeah. Was it? Was it introduced at the World's Fair or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's where um, um, Pabst Blue Ribbon got the blue ribbon at the World's Fair in Chicago, and that's true. You can look it up.
2: Were they a beer festival, or did they just award no, the blue ribbon? There was to anything? Just
1: a lot of stuff going on there. They had a whole like worldwide beer competition, and Pabst Blue Ribbon won.
2: People have bad taste back then. This was a long time ago. <laughs> they, they didn't have electricity. <laughs> they may have changed yet. the
1: formula a little bit. How so did they the, shove it into a forty-ounce container? How,
0: <laughs> how did the World's Fair lose their stranglehold on innovation? <laughs> like what if what if what if Apple had to announce all their products at, the at a World's, World's Fair.
1: Fair? It is weird. Like, what's the point now? I mean, <laughs> they just had one in Shanghai. They did? Mm-hmm. This year. You know what's
2: funny is you say that like Peps Blue Ribbon won its Blue Ribbon at the Chicago World's Fair. I just picture a bunch of like hipsters back in the 1800s like in black and white photos drinking PBR, <laughs> hanging out. Sitting on the
3: curb. Yeah, sitting on the curb, being,
2: <laughs> being listless. Being all ironic. Yeah. Electricity's cool, I guess.
0: You guys yeah, get, you guys are riding horses. We're
2: riding cows. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're totally ironic. Sounds like a comic idea waiting to happen. Oh,
1: my God. That sounds like work for me. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> I, I
0: read recently like the something about the most influential single World's Fair, and they introduced like six things that we still use to this day. All I remember is that waffle fries were one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't the ice cream cone also come from like a World's Fair? I think, I yeah, is the, cone, that the same cone, one? cone was in there as well. Man, can you imagine how many like like were the ice cream cone guys like rushing to make the World's Fair deadline? <laughs> It's like, well, we've got ice cream pyramids. We gotta to get to the cone, the cone by the fifth, otherwise we're
1: fucked. You know what else was invented at the Chicago World's Fair? What's that? That song? Oh, really? Came from the midway at Chicago World's Fair. I thought that came from Egypt. No, they just needed something to put the, like the dancers to dance to. They're like, hmm, this sounds kind of. Uh.
2: <laughs> it's so weird to think of a song like that being invented. Like, where did like the the there's 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 so many songs like that. Like the dun, 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 like where did that get invented right. at?
1: Got <laughs> you know, the Chinese theme, right?
2: Like, I, mean, and I know that was probably from the previous World's Fair.
1: <laughs> the one before that was Paris Exposition, I think. I think I know too much about the World's Fair at this point. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. There are like, it's like if there are songs, like little jingles associated with
2: like different cultures yeah. or people,
1: and it probably has nothing to do <laughs> with this no- cultures at all. It's like yeah. our interpretation.
2: It's like a watered down, old interpretation of like that. You know, thousands of years of that culture diluted into two bars of music. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there's some of still around today. Like Florida State uses essentially the
0: Indian theme. They dun, 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 Yeah, da, where did that come from? Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why,
1: why do we have
0: songs? Uh, so, what would
2: Canada it's, It seems like weirdly, oldly racist. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I, don't, I, I, I don't get it. I wonder if Canada has one. Does Australia have one? <laughs> They're too busy drinking in Australia. I don't know about Canada. We just have, like, the, we, the, I think the big thing is Crocodile Dundee like everything yeah. that
0: was big then like how did australia like stay off of america's cultural radar up until the mid-80s how, is that, how is that <laughs> was that possible? was far away
2: It's the other side of the world
0: and then paul hogan really busted
2: through he, he broke down doors bridge <laughs> <Ridge> cultural divides
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is he is he still alive what's he doing i'm
2: pretty sure he is yeah, was it, think, there I was mean, like a third crocodile dundee movie like six or seven years ago wasn't there i have no idea I get the Police Academy franchise and the
0: Crocodile Dundee franchise mixed up completely. It'd
1: be cool if you could combine them.
0: Police Academy Down Under would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> would totally go I through.
2: smell a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> all, all that stuff's popular again, right? Yeah, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles came out in 2001. Wow. In
0: Los Angeles? Mm-hmm.
1: And he was, yeah. he was in it. Obviously, you have to do it with him. You can't replace him.
2: Right. Is it that big a difference to go
0: from the Outback guy going to New York, and then it's like completely different if the Outback guy goes to L.A.? Why would that be like that big a difference? Well, Law
2: & Order did the same thing. Law & Order must have copied them because there was Law & Order in New York forever. Now there's Law & Order in Los Angeles. <laughs> I think they're fucking just riding on the coattails of the Crocodile Dundee franchise. <laughs>
0: See, even now, even the courtroom has a theme song too. It's like, dun, dun, dun. dun. Yeah, <laughs> well, we was. know
2: where that one came from because that's recent.
0: That's the Law & Order one. If I ever get arrested for something or a head trial, I'm just going to make that noise constantly when people talk. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> how many people have been thrown into jail for contempt of court for many <laughs> <laughs> the law and order. It's uh, like what's what's the movie where the guy tells the whole courtroom he's out of order? Is that Serpico? Yeah, you're out of order. The whole <laughs> damn system's out of order. Right. I bet. Uh, I bet there's a lot of dudes who've spent a night <laughs> in jail for reciting that speech.
2: I'm sure they all think it's worth it.
0: I love courtroom videos, and, and I, I, I don't know how stuff like that doesn't happen more often. Where a lawyer's giving a deposition and the 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 crook just decks the guy or just goes crazy. I just I wonder how every courtroom just doesn't descend into blows every single day of the week.
2: Yeah. Because it's it's serious, you know, when most of the time if you're in a courtroom, you're deciding the fate of your life for the next several years, right? If not longer.
0: Or you have for instance a a victim or a victim's family in right. the
1: room. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's like that's a powder keg right there. Mm-hmm.
1: I saw a woman fall asleep at court once, like she was at on the like table sitting in front of the judge, and the judge asking her questions, and she passes out from nerves or from No, she was uh, she had like a lot of drug offenses or whatever <laughs> she was on something at the time and just like fell asleep while the judge was trying to talk to her. Would <laughs> be great to like, wake up in prison
0: this <laughs> go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they cuff her and put her, her on wait. her. And just put her on a bus, and you wake up.
2: You are w- like, I guess that didn't go too well.
0: Wake <laughs> <laughs> up, solitary.
1: Should have had some coffee before I went in. <laughs>
0: That's one of the funniest court videos I think I've ever seen. Is some dude in Nevada who just showed up to courtroom drunk, and he had been at the bar, and <laughs> the. There was a woman, I, I think she wasn't like on the table, on like the defense table. She was back in the gallery, like first row, and the judge even said, like, Who is this woman? And it's like, um, She's nobody. She's just someone um, who's here in the court. And it turned out it was a woman he met in the bar, and he's like, Hey, come and watch me in court. And it's. it's oh, no. What? <laughs> How he decided to pick up a chick was to bring her to court. And then he gets, you know, thrown out of court, and essentially, I guess, disbarred? I don't know what happened to him. I never followed up on the drunk lawyer wow. story. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. But I love when, man. Judges have the biggest balls in the world. They don't give a shit. You know, they they will. They can do anything at any point in time. When you're in their courtroom. They can do basically whatever the hell they want. They're the only people in the world I know that can throw you in jail for talking shit to them. Right. Like if you talk to shit to the president, you go. You're an asshole. It's like fuck you. Freedom you know? of speech. Yeah, freedom of <laughs> speech. That's not going on in the courtroom. You know, you can have contempt of court, whatever yeah. the hell that is. What, what what defendant's not going to have contempt for the court? <laughs> it's like open contempt is what it should be. Yeah, <laughs> there's the quiet, reserved contempt, and then like the open, blatant contempt for court.
2: Yeah. I lo- uh, have you ever been to court? Has anyone here, a- either of you guys, ever 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 been in a legal situation that you want to talk about?
1: Oh, I just I have, I've been to like traffic court where they like you come in and they like wave things or whatever. And I mean, mm. nothing serious.
0: We mean like physically wave them or
1: no? Like I ran like I ran a red light and I didn't have any allegedly. Light. <laughs> no, I admitted to it. Um, <laughs> okay. No, but I had to go in and like I don't. You don't, had, you don't didn't, have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any offenses, so like it wasn't a big deal. I just went and got like a piece of paper, but I had to wait, and I was behind uh, the the lady that fell asleep at the table.
0: What do you mean you didn't have any offenses?
1: Well, I mean I hadn't hadn't. That was my first traffic you had, violation. You had no priors. Well, yeah, like, I hadn't, I don't know.
0: Are you worried, like, if you came in with a rap sheet, they would give you time for a red light?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would, like, no, but, up? like, they, they're more likely to be like, oh, that's fine. Here, just take this defensive driving class instead of, like, you need to pay the fee. You know? Right. It's not a very interesting story. We don't have to keep talking about it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought
0: it up. Thanks. It seems like all that stuff is done via the mail now, where it's just, you know, you have an offense, you don't even have to go to court. Yeah, or the internet. Yeah, or the internet now, yeah, just Now, it's like, even with the... Stuff that gets stolen when you fill out a police report. Mm -hmm. They ask you, do you want to have a police officer come out? It's like, isn't that the way this works? Is that what they do? It's like, I was a victim of a crime, so the police come and help me. And
1: they're like, well, do you want us to dust? I mean, do you really want us to dust? Do you think anything is going to come out of that? Yeah, you know, that dust gets everywhere.
2: (laughs) We're going to charge you five bucks for the dust. (laughs) (laughs) It's a materials fee.
1: I'm I'm kind of an... No offense to any police listening, but I'm kind of anti-cop right now, and I haven't felt this way since I was like 18, but I'm like feeling anti-cop right now.
0: Are you really? Yeah,
1: because they're very proactive when it comes to pulling you over and giving you tickets, but when it comes to like checking up on you when you get robbed, it's like, when oh, you're the victim of a busy. crime. Yeah. Can I talk about it? Yes. I thought you guys were brushing over it earlier.
0: What? That you got?
1: Yeah. Okay. So at Wednesday, after you were going on about how many robberies this company's had recently, we got robbed that night.
0: <laughs> after, after I was talking about how many robberies. <laughs> that were taking place where Jack got robbed and then my car got broken into, Griffin then went on Twitter and said, we're moving out of our house. <laughs> 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 and then her house got broken into. No. What, what you, a strange
2: coincidence.
1: I didn't think I said that on Twitter. Did I?
0: I don't know. I don't It would know. have been
1: stupid if I did. Egh.
0: I think it's important to victim blame. Yeah. <laughs> it it's, always, it's always the victim's fault. So how are you? Are you?
1: Oh, man. I'm, I'm okay. I'm actually having more of an emotional reaction than I ever expected.
2: Like, sure, that makes I don't sense. Know. And
1: last night it was pretty rough. Like I got home and I got like all neurotic and crazy and cleaned the bathroom for like three hours because <laughs> I just, the house first of all, it's got dust everywhere because we are getting our floors redone. Right. Um, and then just knowing that there were people there in my house touching things and going through things and like they were in the bathroom they took a bunch of stuff to take my jewelry. And so I kind of just was like erasing because mm-hmm. we're not getting it dusted anymore. I mean, we decided, we opted for no fingerprints because we had so many people in the house. anyway. Right. Yeah. And the cops, they they sent us a form letter. They're like, "I'm the detective on your case. I can't make it. Um, I've got a lot of work to do. So here's a form letter. Just fill this out and mail it back to me." So that was our, our cop experience. Yeah,
2: nice. There's That's a, not very fun. No. There's a oh, where'd you clean the bathroom so much? Were you afraid that like the thieves took a dump in your toilet or something? Well,
1: like, the, they, the floor guys, whoever, like it was just the ba- the toilet was gross. The whole oh, house really? was disgusting. I just yeah, but I, I was like washing the walls last night. <laughs> like we, I got a little crazy. But um,
0: did you burn sage?
1: No, not yet, because the house isn't all the way not clean yet. yet. <laughs> what do you mean, not yet? What does
0: burning sage do?
1: It clears out negative energies, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The house is full of negative energy right now.
0: Why do you think negative energies are afraid of sage? <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't know, okay? It just makes me feel better. And it makes the house feel nicer. What's your problem Sir, with sage? Does... What's your problem with sage? Like, what do you have against it?
0: It's just you're burning something in your house. You go out and buy something to burn it in your house. Sounds smells like
1: you burn incense. Same thing. I don't don't burning. Yeah,
3: dead, nope.
0: actually.
1: Do you use Febreze or some kind of air freshener?
0: Um, no. So I do. I do in my truck.
2: I would find the connection between Febreze and sage tenuous at best. Even if you said yes.
1: Well, I. Know, but I mean, it's still a nice smell, and I prefer the smell of burning sage to like chemicals in a bottle.
0: Griffin likes every kind of weird, odd, like pseudoscience. <laughs> That's
1: more interesting have, than have, regular have science. Have you been
2: to that rock store that opened your house?
1: <laughs> no, but I'm planning to. I heard about it. Yeah,
2: what is it, like a
0: crystal shop?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a crystal shop just it's up out down there. the road. I, I, walk, I walked
2: in there the <laughs> other day with my wife because she wanted to go in, and I could hear the employees talking. You know, as I was walking in, another woman was walking out. And the employees were talking to each other like, did you see that? She was so overcome with the latent energy in here when she walked in. She had to sit down. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm I mean, done. I don't wanna, said that? The employees at the place. I was uh, like, all right, I'm, I'm never sitting well, here again. I don't
1: want to go in there and have my energies judged.
2: Yeah, they, they were They were totally energy judging. <laughs>
1: like, you talking like, oh, my God, did you see her aura? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it was all like that. I was like, is this a fucking joke? Are there hidden cameras
1: in here? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That's cool, though. So it's right next to, like, the strip club and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, the head shop. The, D- the uh, sex DVD store. We did not live, like, in the best neighborhood.
2: I, I wonder why your house got broken into. <laughs>
0: it makes me wonder, though. I mean, I hope their business does well. But when I see somebody open a business in a retail location, and that one's, like, on a freeway, too. Yeah. I just wonder, what are you thinking? You know? I mean, is the crystal shop... I mean, you're going to see all your potential customers, I think, in the first two weeks.
2: I think that place actually was open somewhere else and their business was so good they moved to this location well, to have I, a
1: I
0: take it
2: back. a bigger a bigger spot.
1: Yeah, but I think I'm with Bernie on this one. It's not like you're not gonna be looking for crystals and going to this area, you know, like right off the access road next to like a whole bunch of like sex yeah. clubs or whatever. You know, like it just seems like an odd place to different I mean, clientele. You're not gonna get walk ins that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Well they have a very exclusive clientele list. I'm sure I'm sure okay, the, I'm their so. clients will seek them out. Yeah, well, it crystals. is
0: nice to drive down the freeway and go. Oh, there is a crystal shop. But, but
1: here's the thing: like, here's but you're with your clientele. Like, how many stones are there? And once you have all of them, what do you need more for? You
0: tell us. I mean,
1: I <laughs> know. Well, crystals you have to find eventually because you wear them out. But other you things, do? how do you wear out a rock? <laughs> all right, it's been a while since I read my Stone Power book. I must have been 16. But yeah, crystals are they absorb? It. I'm not going to. You're no, no, sort of- <laughs> I, I'm curious, I'm curious,
2: I, I've, never, I've never heard this. Well,
1: you can clean them and you can, you know, recharge them or whatever, but you I do can? think eventually, like, if you have enough negative energy, if you use them enough for enough things, you kind of have to replace them. Can I, you train as, them? Like- as is my understanding.
0: Can you train them like Pokemon to take out their properties? <laughs> do they evolve? Like, if you're walking down the street you see somebody else who has crystals, can you throw them out and have them fight? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> is trading crystals a big deal? Like
1: if I had a crystal... People give crystals as presents. Like, I had a lot of like hippie friends in Oregon used to give things like that. So yeah, I guess it could be a gift shop. Good point. When or, you feel like all your friends need crystals. Hey,
0: uh, yeah, there's always... I mean, there's some businesses entirely that, that thrive on the gift-giving season where it's like, I have no idea what the hell to get this person. I have to spend $20 on this person. That's it. And it doesn't matter if they like what I get them. I just have to go through the mm-hmm. ritual. Of, I spent $20 on you. This is clearly a $20 item. We're done. But if you
1: give somebody a twenty and say I don't, I didn't feel like shopping, you're the biggest asshole in the world.
0: Not the same thing.
2: Yeah. Roosterteeth.com slash store. <laughs>
0: Buy the new RT shorts DVD
2: coming out soon.
0: <laughs> DVDs are the best <laughs> <laughs> gift of all time. It's like, well, we got this guy in our family who plays Halo nonstop. What can we get him? It's like, here's a here's a DVD. The Recollection okay.
2: Box Set on sale now.
0: <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to sit down with him and play Slayer for five hours straight. Uh, while, <laughs> while he screams at me. I'm not playing well enough. I'll just give him the DVD and that'll be good enough.
2: Did you see those dudes who uh, who made the uh, the red versus blue Spartan outfits and they went as uh, the different red versus blue characters for Halloween? That, that was, was amazing.
0: Awesome. I saw that on Kotaku. They made there was some debate as to who one of the end guys was. Was it Doc or was it Lopez? It's Doc. He's got a plasma pistol. Right. I think the the weapon indicates it. But the picture, as great as the costumes were, the pictures were a little rough. So yeah. I wish
2: we had better pictures of them. But but you got the picture up there? So, Can yeah, you- it looks like it's Doc Caboose. Simmons, Griff, Sister, Church, Sarge, awesome.
1: How long? It took him a while, right? Like, how long is the process? Three years. Three years. Well, I believe that. it. I mean, that the, just looking, I was looking through the photos of like all the casting and everything. I mean, it looks like it was really involved.
2: Yeah. Three years to make seven suits. What's also, I mean, they're all custom made specifically for you know the people who wore them. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's uh, You have the guy's name? Uh, what's his name? Oops, sorry. Sean Thorson. John Thorson. Yes, is he oh, in the U.S.? I believe so. I'll be sure to link to his website. What's his website? Uh, Let i look it up here. Where is it? I'm looking for it. It is. I'm still amazed that people can do this stuff. Protagonist the number four hire blogspot dot com.
0: Protagonist for hire Is Blogspot doing okay? I don't know. Has anyone that? bought them?
2: Was that no? That's part of Blogger, right? I don't. know. Which is owned by Google. Google. Yeah. I think I think uh, Google owns them, so they're probably doing pretty damn good.
0: Did you know that Google owns that uh, social network that's huge in Brazil? Yeah, orkut. Orkut is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. It's pretty interesting. Why hasn't Why hasn't Google made a bigger push for that social network here in the U.S.? I don't know.
2: Maybe they're timing it. I think people are starting to get to the point now where they're starting to look for an alternative to Facebook. Or maybe they're just waiting to buy something because it seems to me that's that's their mo, right? Like Google Video didn't take off, so they bought YouTube. You know, right? Maybe Orkut's not taking off, so they'll just wait and buy Facebook. What? Was- Waiting by Facebook. Yeah. They've got the fucking money. Why not?
0: I guess they What is Facebook worth
2: now? Uh, a few billion. 6 billion? 6 billion, that's it, huh? That's off the top of my head. Let me look it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when I think when I think about the internet. Oh it- no,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> Investors value Facebook at up to 33 billion, Wow. according to the New York Times. I August. remember
0: when Fox bought uh, MySpace, and they bought them for $500 million? Yeah. Is that correct? Something like that. And there was a rumor at the time when Facebook was nothing compared to MySpace, really, that they, someone wanted to, to buy um, Facebook for $700 million. Am I remembering correctly? Was no, it Yahoo? Yahoo
2: wanted to buy them for $2 billion, I thought. No,
0: I think they. I think they wanted to buy them for seven hundred million, and and Zuckerberg at the time said he thought the site
2: was worth two billion.
0: And it was like you're fucking nuts. Take <laughs> the seven hundred million and run. And God, the guy was
2: right. I think at the time we were. If we had a podcast, we go back. If we had a podcast back then, we'd go back and listen to it. But I think at the time we were like, why didn't you just sell it? Yeah, what's for, wrong with s- them
0: for seven hundred million? I think I feel like we talked about that at one point. Yeah. About the seven hundred million. Like we were saying at the time, like this guy's a lunatic. Yeah. Take yeah. A- oh
2: yeah. He turned down a seven hundred fifty million dollar acquisition offer, deciding to hold out for two billion dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. And MySpace was sold for five eight hundred eighty million dollars,
0: and now Zuckerberg's worth more than two billion. Essentially, his share of yeah. of uh, Facebook is worth funny. It. I'm
2: reading a Mashable article that was written about it four years ago. Four years ago, this is a billion dollars is high, but not astronomical. Facebook isn't as large as MySpace. Wow, it's crazy.
1: What did, what, do you, what are y'all's predictions as far as Facebook? Because you were thinking that maybe people are looking for an alternative, which I can see because, I mean, that's sort of just the trend. You know, you think it's get too big. You feel like you're not in this little club that knows about something special and then you usually I, move on. I
2: don't know. But once something gets that big, it has a certain gravity to it. It's yeah. like, you know, everyone I know is on it. I'll just get on that.
1: Yeah, but then yeah, no, you're right about that. But with MySpace now, like, it became so unusable because it was mainly just a place for musicians to harass you. And then I moved off of that. Well, so my,
2: MySpace was unusable because it gave the users too much ability to customize their pages. Oh yeah, that was the problem. You had people putting giant images as their background and playing music and loading all this stuff, and it would crash your browser. Yeah, it was okay. just terrible. It, they, they gave the user too much power, and that's what killed their site.
0: Oh, we said that. The way you served MySpace was you'd go to someone's profile and then immediately hit pause on whatever shitty song was playing on the profile. Yeah, it
2: was like the first thing you did. Yeah, you, yeah. Had, you immediately before he's even done loading, you would start looking for the the player to to find the pause button to hit it as soon as it was available. Where is this music coming from? Have you heard about you know I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. Have you heard about this new web browser they got that I guess is in beta this week called RockMelt? No, Mm-mm. it's I guess a browser that tries to integrate all of these social sites into the browser. So like you have I haven't I haven't downloaded it yet but uh from what i've seen you have a left pane that lists all of your friends like on facebook or your different social networks and you can see like what they're doing and what their most recent updates are and the browser's integrated into all of your social streams so you see like updates on the right hand side from all of your different sites it's like a social network rss friend aggregator slash web browser
0: no, sounds interesting it seems really interesting to me that they built an entire browser around that as opposed to, say, making an add-on for something else Mm -hmm. that takes care of that.
2: Yeah, I think they... uh, I'm going off the top of my head. I think they based it off of the old Chromium browser. Um, But I tried to download it the other day, (laughs) but then I realized that this browser isn't for me because in order to get into the beta and download it, you immediately have to connect it to your Facebook account. Right. Uh, And I was like, wait a minute, I don't like this. I don't do this anyway anywhere else, so I didn't download it. But I heard that this morning... People who were using the browser were having trouble. It's still in beta, of course, but they were having trouble because there were problems between it, there were problems with it connecting to the Facebook API servers, mm-hmm. so it just wouldn't load anything.
0: Mm. It's interesting too if you base your technology and your product on essentially on somebody else's platform, you never know when they're going to make a change that just kind of kills what you're doing. Right. I mean, a good example of that is Google just put out this Google TV stuff, mm-hmm. and now. Content providers are starting to block Google TV, where you just can't access their services with, a Google, with the Google
2: TV hardware. Right. I think Hulu blocked them. I think right off the, on day one, most of the TV networks did, like NBC. Sci-Fi did, or uh-huh. c Do you say it's c or do you still say sci-fi. it's Sci-Fi? you still say it's sci I normally don't say it, but if I have to, I say Sci-Fi.
1: So is that, so is that really going to hurt Google TV? Because Jeff really, he was considering getting a television with the built-in. Well,
2: ability. we talked about it because Jeff
0: bought a new TV. Is something that happened to his old one, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were talking about Google TV, and we said, yeah, just uh, we don't know if it'll catch, just because people are already starting to block it. But like Gus said earlier, Google's got enough money where they can make partnerships and make things available. Right. Right now, it seems like the safest bet is anything that has Netflix on it, because Netflix has been very innovative in that they destroyed Blockbuster at their own game. And then while they were doing that, they were still smart enough to recognize DVDs are going away mm-hmm. and let's make a flip over to streaming because more and more people want to be streaming. And I think Netflix recently described themselves as a streaming company that just happens to also offer DVDs.
2: Yeah, now, I, remember, I remember reading uh, an interview with one of their founders like three or four years well, – it was probably like four years ago now where he talked about – it was before they were doing streaming – and uh, they were asking him, you know, will Netflix ever do video streaming? And he said, Well, the company name is Netflix. You know, that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted to do from day one. We just are waiting for you know the broadband and the technology to catch up to be able to do that. So I think from day one they've always wanted to stream.
0: And didn't you just send me an article about the problem that Netflix is creating for the national
2: broadband network? I didn't send that to you, but I read that.
0: Okay, I, I thought I could have sworn you sent that, that link to me, but it was just an article that was talking about how. Um, the amount that's being streamed now is amazing compared to what it was, you know, like when they developed the broadband networks they were based essentially on, you know, telephone technology where you have this big pipe, but you're just not using it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have like long distance, the reason why you get all circuits are busy when there's a major event is telephone networks are designed to not be used by everybody all at one time. Right. There's just not the bandwidth for it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that kind of cascaded into the Internet technology, and it's probably not keeping up with, you know, the way people are using it today because people are on all the time now on the right. Internet.
2: Yeah, like it's, it's interesting you talk about, the, you know, old phones, you know, the way the phone system used to work. People don't have – well, maybe some people still have landlines, but, you know, back when everyone had landlines, if everyone picked up their phone at the same time, not everyone would get dial tone. Right. You know, there's only enough power to, you know, to, to run the service for a certain percentage of people.
0: They really are circuits. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they are. And you, um, you have dedicated circuits when you pick up the phone.
2: And I think that article you're talking about said that Netflix was consuming between 20 and 30% of all broadband during prime time hours. Netflix streaming was.
0: That's pretty serious.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a lot of bands.
0: Yeah. That's a lot of people watching Bikini Car Wash from 1988. <laughs> I still think Netflix needs a better selection on yeah, streaming. Yeah, no kidding. It but is funny
1: because, I, I mean – They're in charge. I mean, in that sense, they're in charge. But some of their stuff on streaming is just like, why even have this? There's no one in the world who wants to see this. Like,
0: but why? But you know, it's one of the things. Like, why? Why do it? Like, what's the business model for someone? Like, say for Toy Story three, why would they go straight to streaming? You know, because if you want to watch Toy Story three, you just you just watch it. As opposed to, they're they're a great example because I bought Toy Story three for my kids the other day. You can only buy it, and it's 19.99 to buy it. And you can't rent it from iTunes or anything like that. And that's not like, I mean, that's a big product. You know, that's a broad, broad product. It's not like a niche thing Mm -hmm. that that some people are interested in. So it's, it's, they just, Disney always approaches that way. I mean, Disney used to pull their titles off the market.
1: Do they still do that? They uh, they still
2: do that. I think right now, Beauty and the Beast is out of the vault.
1: Oh, shit. Really? I think so. Uh, see? Uh, no, see? you is hate it, it <laughs> but
2: look at that. Look at that reaction. No,
1: exactly, because I've, I've been wanting to – Millie's never seen it, and I, have never, I haven't been able to find it to let her watch uh, I it. I think
2: it's out of the vault.
1: Okay. <laughs> Excellent.
2: You, well, you eBay. Can you can it. also buy stuff <laughs> on eBay. You know. um, yeah, well, that's weird to me that you can't get Toy Story 3 on on iTunes considering the you whole know, Steve Jobs Pixar – you can, connection. but you can
0: only buy it. Or you can only can't buy it. not rent can't it. it, and oh, okay. then you can't stream it anywhere either. So it's like you just have to buy it.
2: Mm.
0: You know, they've they've they're, they're people are picking and choosing what they want to do, right? You know, which we do with our stuff as well. You know, not on the level that Disney does, but you know, there's some things that we take part in, and other things we don't take part in. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult to decide. You know, what's going to be good because you just don't know. Sometimes you just have to try things and see how they work, and if they don't work, you just you pull it out of there.
2: Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I'm sure. I'm sure they have a lot of people who look at it and run numbers that I wouldn't even understand. So have you? Uh, did you, anybody pick up a Kinect? Yeah, I got one.
0: Well, how are you liking it?
2: Um, uh, it was fun. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I'm I'm not like wholeheartedly, and I don't I don't like getting up yeah. to play games. I'm
1: wondering how well it's I, gonna I like, do. I like
2: the voice and the hand controls.
1: Yeah, Millie, uh, we got it for Millie, and she loves it, and then we, Jeff's been doing it, and he's been like, and then he had me do it, and it's actually like a, a real workout, yeah. and I just don't know how well that's going to translate to the video game community.
0: <laughs> well, I think it could be, I mean, it could be revolutionary. I mean, it could really change if they get some titles, you know, that the average gamer wants to play as, a, as opposed yeah. to specialty titles. It could be pretty pretty cool, you know?
1: I'm wondering uh, if it might have more of a mainstream appeal, kind of like the Wii does, though.
2: I'm sure that's what they're, they're aiming for.
1: I wonder how well it'll do.
0: Well, I think think it's, you know, the 360 is something that not a lot of kids play, I don't think. And they've had, you know, stabs at having a lot of kids' games on there. Like, the Lego games are pretty big on the Xbox. And um, they had Viva Pinata, but I just never know. I liked Viva Pinata a lot. You liked it a lot.
1: I did too, but I almost think in some ways it's not really a kids' game. Yeah, I don't think that that was a kids' game. Yeah, it's kind of, it's complicated. Like, at least as soon as your garden gets a little bit bigger, it gets pretty, like, it's all maintenance um, and managing.
0: Yeah, well, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to just... To what, what is that category, too? Because you know, if you play like some of the Mario Galaxy games, it's pretty complex the way you have to move around a sphere and you're like thinking in a 3D space or like you have to change the direction of the gravity on some of the levels. It gets pretty complex, but it still feels like a kid's game. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. Maybe it's more of a cutesy game, you know? So it's more yeah. appealing to kids. Like they want to try it. I, honestly, when kids play games, I don't really know that they get what they're doing anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? They just do what they do and they don't really care about... You know, an objective, yeah, an objective or winning or anything like that. They just like I don't think kids notice if they were playing the same level eighteen times in a row. Yeah,
2: fucking loser, kids.
1: Yeah, Millie, like uh, we've had it. Got the maw for her that game, yeah. um, and it was great. And that the great thing about game, that game, it's it has that sort of man, meandering, take your time, just wander around, eat things, whatever. Like there's... Like, doesn't no seem to instructions, have, no HUD. Yeah, and like you eventually get to where you're going, but it's there's no urgency at all, and I think that's good for didn't kids.
2: You, didn't you say she cried at the end of that game?
1: Yeah, she was very upset. Because they had, they had to say goodbye to each other, the two characters, <laughs> like the mom and the little green guy. And yeah. she bawled? Yeah, she got a little upset because she was like, he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. It's
0: over.
2: Did, you sent me that video the other day of, that, uh, of the Kinect unit in the dark with the, filmed with the, the night vision right. camera, which was really cool. It's, like You don't think about how it sees you.
0: Or how it sees everything. <laughs> right. It's pretty weird.
2: And I, I guess it just, just shoots out tons of, what is that, infrared? I don't know what Beans? they are,
0: but they took somebody with a they took a Sony camera, like one of those ones has a night vision setting on it, uh-huh. like the
2: Paris Hilton style,
0: <laughs> like Paris Hilton style, they, exactly. And they in a dark room, they turn on the Kinect, and then they look at the room, and you can see the Kinect shoots out all these dots. So the dots cover everything in the room when you
2: look at it with this night vision view.
1: Doesn't it? Doesn't it scary a little bit? It's connected to the internet, and you have all these little like. This camera I, in your room. I, I, yeah,
2: I mean, I, I was thinking about that And the other day. I saw this article where people were talking about how when you when you set up the Connect, there's an option towards the end that says, "Do you want to use the Connect microphone for party chat?" And by default, it says yes. So if you leave that on, whenever you play a game online, the Connect acts as instead of your headset, the Connect is what picks up all of the audio, so it can hear, you know, everyone in the room and everything Eesh. that's going on. I set mine to off. <laughs>
0: Well I mean I yeah, I don't know what to say about that I, it 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 kind of the thing about the connect that kind of creeps me out is I don't like having cameras staring at me all the time,
1: yeah, no, for sure,
0: especially in my house, you know, I just don't like that feeling of sure, it's not n- no one can access it, but whenever I see a camera lens, yeah, I just it seems like a person's eye like it,
2: someone I don't know is looking at me through that lens. It seems to me like someone like Mad cat or someone's gonna probably pretty soon make like a a connect cover. Or when you're not playing your Kinect games, you can put like a little yeah. cover over the over the unit. I just so it doesn't like watch there's got to be
1: somebody smart enough to figure it out, right?
2: Yeah, wasn't there an old Penny Arcade <clears throat> comic like years ago, like five or six years ago, about the Xbox 360 watching you at your most private moments?
1: I think so. I, I think I remember. Yeah, it was like it was,
2: it was like we like was like looking into people's bedrooms and stuff. I, I, I'll just see if I can find that for the link One though. thing I
1: don't like about Connect when we were playing, and maybe this is just some games because we were playing a kid's game, but uh, it takes pictures of you while you're jumping around oh, like an yeah. idiot and then it shows you. <laughs> I love that. I hate that. I don't want to see pictures of me. My, we, my, my wife know.
2: hates that also. But uh, <laughs> I, was
0: playing I, I like that it strips away all the pretense. It, like as soon as you play it, it's like, just be goofy and have fun. Yeah. My, I like
2: that. I, I was playing with my wife over the weekend and at one point playing Connect Adventure, she stepped on our dog. Oh. And that's right when the connect took a picture. Oh, God. So the pictures, like of the dog, like kind of writhing and screaming, <laughs> and my wife like starting to bend down and look at the dog. <laughs> it was like perfect timing. Be great if like the,
0: the authorities had been notified,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or the capture was like animal cruelty, um,
1: fatality. So I don't. I didn't actually pursue it. Like after the photos are taken or whatever. Uh, d- where do they go? Like do you, where do you get them? You
2: can choose to. They're, they're in. In, in in Connect Adventures, at least, there's uh, an option you can go to and see like your photo gallery. And okay. then you can upload them. And I believe the website's connectshare.com. And you can go there. And if you upload them, that's where they'll go. And you can see them on the I web see. there.
0: Okay. It does seem like something that it would make sense for you to opt in before you play it for the first time. Because you know, sure yeah. there's a lot of people who got surprised by that.
2: Yeah, you can, you can disable it in the settings, but it doesn't tell you that it happens beforehand. Like, there's no warning when you first launch the game that says, your picture's going to be taken a bunch of times. You know, when – speaking of cameras on that thing, when I bought my Connect at Best Buy, you know, the, the, at Best Buy, they love selling their fucking product replacement plan or whatever insurance they have.
0: To the point where they almost bash the product while you're buying it.
2: Right. And when, <laughs> I, when I bought the Connect, I bought it the day it came out. There were a bunch of Connect units on a table, and Best Buy had printed up their own little flyers to go with it that says, buy the product protection plan or whatever for $20 a year. It covers all four cam- all three cameras, four microphones, and one motor in this unit. It's like they're trying to scare you about – how much is in the unit to make you buy their fucking replacement plan. They talk
0: about that motor a lot. I went to a midnight launch event. I'd never go to midnight launch events, but I did because this was hardware. And the Best Buy people, when they were there, they were kept talking, mentioning the motor. Mm, I think it's got a motor in it. You probably want that extended warranty. Uh-huh.
1: Which, did you get it? Did you get the extended warranty?
0: I got it on one of my Kinect cameras, but um, I bought another one that was bundled with an Xbox, and I'm just not going to buy the extended warranty with the Xbox just because I know Microsoft will fix it and i would buy a lot more extended warranties from best buy if they weren't priced to be 25% of the cost of the item yeah. that just seems like i'm paying for almost you know a quarter of another one just in case something just goes wrong just in case yeah you know it's just i just you know make it 5 bucks and then everyone will probably get it and then it'll probably work out better for you but i'm sure best buy has some actuary chained to a table somewhere who's figured <laughs> all this stuff out
2: yeah but uh, yeah it definitely seems like they they, they ride a fine line between scaring you into not buying the product versus buying you know, the insurance to go along with it.
0: They don't ride that line very well to me. Because like when, back when I would bought an iPod from them, I mean, they said to me, you know, this battery will probably fail in the first year. I'm like, well, then I don't want it. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to buy this thing. And I, I handed it to the guy and walked out. Yeah. And it was one of the first-generation iPods. I said, yeah. It just seems so stupid to me that they would train their employees to tell you that something's a piece of shit while they sell it yeah, to you. Yeah, the
2: me. product's going to break, so you better pay more for it.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really weird. But I, I have really liked the Connect. I didn't get much chance to play because I went out of town for a couple days um, right after it launched. But man, I, I played with Jack and we hit a ball, and it was uh it was fun. And it was fun to watch Jack get completely out of breath. <laughs> it is
1: it is cool. I think especially for kids because they have the in, especially in the U.S. It's Child obesity City is such a problem that anything that gets kids like running around and jumping, even if they think they're playing a video game and they're actually exercising, like, yeah. can't be a bad thing.
0: I keep hearing that child obesity is a big problem, but I don't see too many obese kids. I mean, I guess kids being obese, period, at any level is a problem, but I don't like walk around and see a lot of obese kids.
1: Oh, when was the last time you went to an elementary school?
0: Yeah, I've got my kids in elementary school. We walk to school all the time, Mm. you know, and I I don't see like, oh, you know, I mean, you're, you're you're not laughing at the fatties. There was fat kids when I was in school, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying you No, saying a I lot. don't know. I
1: just worked on that playground markings project that was focused on getting kids more active. So maybe I'm a little hypersensitive to it.
0: Yeah, I wonder if a five-year-old, if it's possible to be obese. I think maybe at maybe oh, sure eight-year-old level, nine-year-old level, maybe then you start to see like the body catches up. Mm-hmm. I don't see how. My kids freaking run like a maniac. My, my wife said that if you ever wanted to be in perfect shape, just follow a five-year-old around all day and do exactly what they do. And you would probably die of exhaustion the first day yeah. or you'd be in super shape.
2: Just don't eat everything that they
0: eat.
1: It's because they suck all the energy out of you while you're in the room with them.
0: Well, my problem is, is that I turn into a human trash can so that my, when whatever my kids don't eat, it's like, oh, I'll eat the rest of that. You know? <laughs> I should probably just never eat anything and then just eat whatever my kids don't eat. And that would be enough food for me.
1: Yeah, I've actually got, gotten to where I'm, I'm not ordering like a meal for Millie and I. will order like one meal and then we'll share it because she barely eats anything.
0: It is crazy. I remember this kid, man, I could eat two bites of something and that was it. I was done, mm-hmm. you know. And I also was like my kids where it's like... I hated everything. It's like, I. I ate four things. I ate chicken patties, plain cheeseburgers, pizza, and I don't know something macaroni and cheese. And
2: you're like Jack.
3: I was like <laughs> I was like Jack is Jack today now. Jack yeah. and Carrie,
0: <laughs> or like Jeff was four years ago where Jeff we would go to lunch and Jeff was impossible because we'd always go to lunch with Jeff and he said where do you want to go? go? I don't care. I'll go anywhere. And it's like then you'd have to name eight places. Yeah, no,
1: that's the thing. He's like, no, you pick, and then you try to pick, and he's like, oh no, we can't go there because that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, they serve white food there.
2: Like any <laughs> <eat> white food.
1: <laughs>
0: so he is, weird. He are thinking we would eat Chinese food. Who doesn't eat Chinese food? <laughs> what is wrong? What is wrong with Chinese Chinese food?
2: It's like the best food
0: ever. It's basically ch- it's chicken and salt and sugar, <laughs> lots of it. sugar, and that's it. And it's and he, he can't, absolutely can't can't get anywhere near it.
1: He eats it now, and he eats Indian food now. He's making a real effort, I think, because he's so sick of being the problem and being told that he's the problem. <laughs> Being told, like, well, he, he, he
2: can easily slide back into his old self now with, with Patillo around there.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's been, I mean, he tried to coach Jack on vegetables, and Jack wasn't having it, so.
2: French fries are a vegetable, right? <laughs> Have I ever seen Jack eat a vegetable? I'm trying to think.
1: No, he actually, when we go, we went to, um, where were we at recently?
2: Was it over there at the, um, the Waterloo?
1: No, no, no. We went to a burger place, you and I, recently, with, and Jack was there. Was that you? I don't I remember. There. It was just some, like, chain, like, Jack in the Box uh-huh. style, and he, like, asked for them to take all of the vegetables off of his burger. And then he was like, well, I kind of want that, but it looks like there's some green in it.
2: Oh, yeah, we were at the Carl's <laughs> Jr., which is already terrible to begin with. <laughs> you know, Carl's Jr. has some of the most unhealthy burgers ever. They have a Philly cheesesteak burger. It's a burger with Philly cheesesteak meat in it. I had them order it
0: for me just the other day just because I saw the sign for it. They said, we're going to Carl's Jr. I said, give me the Philly cheesesteak burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it. Try it meant eating the entire thing in about 35 seconds, yeah. by the way. It was delicious. Yeah, that
2: thing. (laughs) I mean, I'm bad-mouthing it, but I've eaten it a few
0: times.
2: (laughs) Nothing wrong with that.
0: I wanted to see if it was like the cheesesteak that was at Mike's Pub, which was the smallest hole-in-the-wall dive bar in the world that was right next door to us at our old office. And every now and then, they would have this cheesesteak, which was essentially just kind of like a cheesesteak, but made with American
2: cheese and then on a normal hamburger bun. Right. That thing was incredible. I know you would always you you would always walk by the walk by Mike's Pub to look to see what the special was, see if the cheese stick was on. Mike's there. Mike's
1: Pub is also cool because you have to enter through a parking garage and like go through the parking garage to get to it. It's like hidden away. Yeah, it's so weird. It's really bizarre.
0: There was a lot of crazy stuff about that. Like they had one of those little ATM machines. That's not a bank one. It's a private ATM right. that, that you see it like a like the convenience stores. Which yeah, I'm always convinced to put my card in, and they're like, "Sucker, <laughs> you know, let's empty this account out." And uh, it's always like three seventy five to use it as well. That's the fee they charge you, right? And there was one time when I when I put my card in, and I I said, "Um, I want forty bucks because they only take cash at that place too." And it said, "Sorry, we don't have the cash to dispense. It's not available." So I was like, "Damn!" I was there, and he goes, "What's wrong?" I said, "Oh, it." Uh, it doesn't have the cash to uh, dispense. Um, where's another ATM? He goes, no, no, hold on. The guy comes out from behind the counter with a key and opens up the ATM and, like, puts money into it. There's a huge stack of bills in there. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sometimes you get jammed up. He takes out this huge stack of 20s and, like, taps it on the counter and, like, pats it and then puts it in, shuts it, and then kicks the machine, and then it works after that. <laughs> 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 like, that place was so informal. Was that
2: on his resume also? Like, ATM repair? That was-
0: I, said, I said, so you own this ATM? He goes, He goes. He goes, no, but the guy who does leaves us the key because it keeps screwing up so much. I was <laughs> like, wow, that's a level of trust I don't know if I would have.
1: The um, One thing about that place, uh, I went there recently when we were doing the um, the last short we did in the old office, the back in time one or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, I had to go on a lunch run for everybody. I went to Mike's Pub and I tried to order like, I don't know, like nine burgers or something or the the cheesesteaks. And they were just like, well, you know it's going to take a while. I'm like, yeah, it usually does. And they're like, well – I mean, it's probably going to take at least forty-five minutes. I mean, do you still want these? I'm like, yes, I do want them. I had to like talk the guy into it.
0: Well, we're going to have to work. <laughs> like,
1: you know? you'd have to make them, and then you know we have to make this whole exchange. I don't know.
2: These cheesesteaks have motors in them.
1: <laughs> you're you're,
2: you're going to want a cheesesteak replacement plan. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> a, it's really not very good for you. <laughs>
2: There's a doctor here who will tell you how
0: bad it is. Yeah, I run into that. I think I like Austin's laid back attitude, but I do run into that a lot where it's you come into a business and it's a bunch of slackers working there and they will almost try to convince you that you don't want to be at the business. Right. It's usually private places, you know, where it's like like an Amy's or a Thundercloud subs, like businesses you only find in Austin, but they've hired. Typical Austinites. And then a lot of times like...
1: But they're really good decoration for those kind of places because they kind of fit the Austin vibe. So they're like cool kids with like the dreads and whatever. Yeah. And then...
2: Drinking their PBR.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: Talking shit. I talked about last week that place we went up in Seattle, that Lunchbox Laboratory. Yeah. Gus, you would love it because there's a lady behind the counter... She runs that whole place. Like she's – the moment we set foot in there to the moment we left, she did not stop screaming because <laughs> <laughs> the place clearly does not have enough real estate. It's about as big as your office here, that entire restaurant, wow. including the tables. Wow. Like oh, the entire service area. It might be smaller than this. And you're literally like crammed on top of each other. And so she has to come out and serve people. And walk through the line and walk through the tables and all that. So she's yelling the entire time, like, coming out! This is hot! You, move! Get out of my way!
2: <laughs> when, people are, when people are done eating, like, the second they stop chewing, and she, like, kicking them out? Exactly. Getting more if, people in there. If you're, if you're standing
0: in one of her lanes, you will know immediately. Yep. She will let you know.
2: They, they have a couple places like that in Seattle then, don't they? Like, that reminds me also of uh, Dixie's Barbecue is the same way. They had a very specific ordering pr- process that you could not fuck with. Yeah, you, do. you don't talk shit to those people. And if they're doing other stuff besides helping you, that's fine. That's fine. If they're on the phone with the pharmacy, you just so, wait it out. Just wait for it. Let, it. let them take care of whatever they need to do. You'll eat eventually. We were in line at that barbecue place in
0: Seattle, and there was a line of, what, 20 or 30 people? Must, it
2: might have been longer. It was out the door.
0: <laughs> and there was a lady at the cash register. She was talking to the pharmacy about you know filling some prescription. And everyone just waited patiently just waited.
3: for her. Yeah, think. and you
2: don't look at her. Don't 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 get, don't put off any negative vibe. Just like just like look at the food, look around, talk. It's like the A- Seinfeld soup Nazis. Yeah, do not act like it's inconvenience you in the least. <laughs> the barbecue Nazis. I'm right.
1: really sad that one time I went there, uh, the man wasn't there. Like he was off, and now he's dead. Right? Didn't he die? Yeah, he's
0: dead. In fact, I tweeted about that. I said, "Did anyone know if they're still serving that unbelievably hot hot sauce?" now that uh gene gene, gene porter, he, I think gene was porter yeah that, that he passed away i think we have talked about him before he was the oh, guy yeah. who would walk around with a saucepan yeah called the man and it was like it looked there were pictures on the wall like newspaper articles that were like yellow with age and it looked like the same pan he had in all the photos of him and it was just like it was like the shining
2: you
3: know it's like that
2: pan was given to him by a demon 40 years ago exactly <laughs> it was like it fell to earth. Yeah, he lost a fiddle playing contest. <laughs> and now he was doomed to walk the earth with this
0: sauce.
2: <laughs> he probably like killed a demon and he had to like
0: serve it slowly to people over the years. <laughs> like it was the only way to dispose of it. That stuff is so unbelievably hot. And we pride ourselves on being from Texas when we go anywhere else. Of, we can eat anything hot. That's like what people from the south bring Everywhere when they go like up north, it's like, oh, you don't have good Mexican food. You don't have hot stuff. We can tolerate this. Yeah. That was unbelievably hot.
2: That, that guy, was uh, he was a ringer, though. He was, he was Cajun. He was from Louisiana. They don't tell you that going up there. That's true. <laughs> he, he took the heat with him and then amplified it.
0: What do you think is more annoying? Do you think it's more annoying when southern people go north to visit places? Or do you think it's more annoying when people from the north come down to the south?
2: Probably southern people going north. Do you think so? I think
1: so. Man. I got called a Yankee the other day. By who? By that that old marine guy or whatever that was helping me on a project. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, Yankees moving down here!" Like, well, you are from Oregon, aren't you? <laughs> no, I am, but I've been here a while, and oh, I haven't been accused yeah, of being. Uh-huh. And I don't know if does the Pacific Northwest count as Yankee? Territory. I was going to say no. <laughs> I don't think so. It's outside
2: the Mason Dixon boundary, so I would say yes. Dude, if a guy moved down from Montana, would you call him a Yankee? I guess that's an excellent counterpoint. I mean, and
1: Oregon's so far away from anything like I don't know, East Coasty North. You know, I
0: guess. And, I, I mean, we visit Seattle, which is in western Washington. You go to eastern Washington, it's... It's pretty rural. It's yeah. pretty rural. It's pretty redneck. You That's know? right here. You just don't associate with the south. But I think when people come down from the north to the south, I can't... I'm from the north. I'm from New York, you know, but I've lived in Texas most of my life. I get so annoyed by... People from New England when they come down to the South to visit, they act like they're visiting the zoo. A lot of
2: times, <laughs> it's just like, "Oh my God, look at this!" You know,
0: it's it's just it drives me crazy. And whenever you hear somebody from the North talk about people in the South too, it's always like with this like it's like their special younger brother. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like I it's it's very annoying.
2: The only thing that drives me crazy, or the thing that drives me the crazy the most, is that a New England accent. It just, it's just great to me, like the Bostonian, Rhode Island area. Oh, you mean specifically the Boston yeah. accent? Yeah.
1: You know what accent is the best in the country? What's that? Maine.
2: Is it? They have an accent in Maine?
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, They <laughs> <laughs> got on now.
1: <laughs> That's great. I love it.
0: It is great. The Maine accent is great. <laughs> if you ever read a lot of Stephen King novels, you like get it stuck in your head. Yeah. <laughs> because he writes in that. Hmm.
1: I used to know a guy – I was a taxi driver for a while and I, there was this drunk guy from Maine who was like an old trucker but he had lost his license from being a drunk and was continuing to be a drunk until – I don't know what, he, what happened to him. But he had a Maine accent and even though he was a pain in the ass because he get so drunk he couldn't write checks to me and I have to write checks for him, <laughs> I just keep him around because of the accent. Yes. It was also so drunk guy. It was like Maine slash drunk guy accent. So
2: you would fill out the check to yourself and he would just sign it?
1: Uh, yeah. And I think I had to sign it a few times How is and it like, possible? carrying Do a, him to his front door. <laughs> you have a
0: regular cab driver. I don't understand that.
1: So, oh, well, it was a small, it's, St. Marcus is small. Uh-huh. So if it was a certain certain days of the week, I would be the driver. And then I had like a partner who would be running dispatch. Oh, he dispatch. was the
0: cab driver. You were the cab Oh, driver. yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: No, he wasn't just a drunk cabbie. No, I was, I was the cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I would just like, I had a routine where I'd pick him up from his like apartment complex, drive him to this bar, like on the other side of town, and then drive back like three hours later, pick him up, like haul him into the car, drive, drive him home, write a check to myself, and then throw him in his but house.
2: how inconvenient for him? You don't think he would go to a bar closer to him or move he, to be he, closer he was, to that bar? He was a
1: regular... I, I don't know. The, he lived in like a cheap, cheap apartment, hmm. and uh, this one bar was kind of out on the outskirts. There weren't any apartment complex nearby, and the only thing close was like a retirement community, which was a little bit more expensive.
2: Well, he was a retired truck, truck driver.
1: I don't know if retired is the <laughs> word. <laughs> just not currently working.
0: <laughs> he was retiring... He was in the progress. <laughs> forced retirement. In, in the process of. So I always wonder this too. I mean a truck driver makes more sense because they go everywhere. But I always wonder how people get from one place. They're like, How does that guy get from Maine to end up in San Marcos, Texas?
1: He, I wonder if he lost his job and he happened to be in Texas and just stayed. or I didn't That's have where money he to was leave. stuck. He's, in I mean, San Marcos. A lot of people relocate
0: like Arizona, like you are talking about yeah, last like, time. Yeah, like people, like they get stuck somewhere <laughs> and
1: they just never make money to leave again. And that's just where they live for the rest of their lives. I don't believe <laughs> that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird.
0: My, my wife is from a town called Quincy, Illinois, which is in the southern part of Illinois. It's basically more like Missouri than it is like Illinois. And they ended up there because they were driving from New York to L.A. And they stopped in Quincy and they literally stopped the family. And <laughs> they, they lived in Quincy. They liked it. And they lived there. She was there.
2: Seventeen years. It's like the Donner family, but with a more happy ending.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what happened with the Donner family when they got stuck in a mountain pass? Yeah, mm-hmm. all ate each other.
2: There was no town there, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it was before they had my. my it was her parents before they had any kids, so they just stopped and I guess
3: they're like
1: fuck, fuck the whole West Coast that's, idea. That's Let's just stay I, here. I ended up in Texas that way. I was on my way to check out Mississippi um, to see because I followed my ex down to Arizona and we hated Arizona, and then I decided. She wanted to go to Mississippi, and I was the one. I decided, no, I'm picking, because you picked Arizona. It was a total bust. So uh, I stopped in Texas and liked it and didn't bother going to Mississippi. Just went back and packed.
0: So had you taken a different route
1: to yeah. Texas, you wouldn't I have I would never in have Austin. met Jeff or anybody.
2: You'd be in Mississippi.
1: I would. I don't think I would have gone to Mississippi. I mean, if I had – I went back – I went to that town later in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. did not want to move there. <laughs> so I would have ended up somewhere. I don't know where.
0: Hey, Gus, you don't – have you uh, you're born and bred Texas. Yeah. And we've talked, actually, about moving. Sometimes it just comes up naturally. Like, yeah, we of course. Can, we can move the company to somewhere. And you've always been like, nope, you're not leaving Texas. Is there anywhere that you would live? New Zealand. You would live in New Zealand?
2: Yeah. I think one day I'll move there. It's Really? Hard
1: to, it's hard to get residency there, I think, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it is pretty hard to get residency you can there. You disguise yourself as a sheep. And did you know the U.S. is one of the few countries that does this where if you're a U.S. citizen living overseas, even if you don't spend a single day in the U.S., you still have to pay uh, income tax on any foreign income you make. Really? Yeah. So if I didn't know that. If, for example, I moved to New Zealand, worked for a New Zealand-based company, never even came back to the U.S., I would still owe U.S. federal income tax on my New Zealand earned money.
0: How would you revoke your citizenship?
2: You have to – I think you have to go to the embassy, and you can turn in your passport and officially revoke it. However, in the case of New Zealand, because that's what we're talking about, you – it's really hard to become a citizen there. Yeah, so you so have to find citizenship somewhere else and then turn in your passport and revoke your citizenship.
1: And then move to New Zealand.
2: And then move somewhere else, yeah.
0: Citizenship huh. is a weird thing. Can you not be a citizen? I don't think
2: so.
1: It almost, as the world gets smaller and smaller, it'd be cool if we could just, I don't know. I think
2: I read a short story about that in middle school, right? Did the Man it? Without a Country? <laughs> no, I never. It's about some, some guy who spent all his time on a ship, ex-criminal. Yeah, I mean, if you went if you went out
0: to sea, why not just revoke all your citizenship? Might make it tough when you try to you know land at a port somewhere. Right. But. Well,
2: we should we should do it. Find out, Griffin. Oh, okay. Let us know how it goes.
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm I'm pretty happy with my U.S. citizenship. I'm pro american and everything. No, we're we're
2: just talking theoretical.
1: <laughs> and is
0: a dual citizenship? Is that as high as you can go? Can you go to like try?
2: I think you can, oh. I think you can do more than two.
1: I know somebody who's no 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 she's got two. Never mind.
2: I think you can do more than two. And, of course, it depends on the country. Some countries don't recognize or allow dual citizenship.
1: Well, and then some, I think, are a little more lenient. If your parents are from someplace, you right. can get the citizenship. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to necessarily be born there. <clears throat> so
0: let's throw this out there. Let's say you went down to New Zealand. You got a, got a job. Would you have to pay New Zealand taxes and then pay U.S. Yes. taxes? Yes. Get out of here. Yep. I wouldn't
2: hmm. do that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really uh, rough deal for uh, for U.S. citizens working and living overseas. So is that what all the people who went to work on Lord of the Rings had to do? Oh, those... I don't know. I mean, I don't know the specifics of how that would work. I'm sure all
0: those people didn't revoke their citizenship. They probably had to pay. I heard that uh, The Hobbit got greenlighted, by the way. Oh, did it? Yep. It's nice. I think we talked about that, actually. With yeah, we, uh, we talked like
2: about the the labor dispute they were having.
0: I think they're, I think they're all done with that, and I think it's going to move ahead in New Zealand now. Yeah. As two movies. Yeah. And speaking of movies, I'm starting to see more stuff about Tron, and I'm starting to get nervous. Not that the first Tron was this you know landmark cinematic event. But I'm still getting more nervous about the new Tron movie. I'm Wait, how so? It. I don't know. Just that it's not going to be good.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about It'll it.
0: It'll be not good in a bad way. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about.
2: I, I read this morning that uh, the, uh, the X Tron parody is already uh, in the works.
0: I got to hear the name of it. What's the name?
2: Pran. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Yes, yeah, it's totally true. I've got uh, some pictures here. I'll, 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 I'll link up the Safer Work stuff that, that <laughs> I saw here online. Do you think the Tron
0: guy will make a cameo in Tron? They had to have thought about that at one point, right?
1: You know, I've never mm. seen the original, so I can't – I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you want to die? I, I know. What's going
0: to happen to you? Uh,
1: no, uh, I – I have
0: frog in my throat. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Um, I've seen, I know I know of it. I know the basic story, but I've never seen the movie.
0: Well, it's basically that if you go into the world of the computer, what would that be? Mm-hmm. And
1: It's like like light motorcycles? It's pretty much okay. <laughs> and
0: things that make no sense, like recognizers and, and things. But I, I think that probably was a more wild concept back in 1982 when we didn't have the internet, right? You know, now if you went to the computer, it'd be pretty fucking lame. It'd be <laughs> a lot of people talking about lunch. <laughs>
2: well, I think now people have maybe a more general understanding of computers and it's not as exotic as it was back then. You know, it's funny. I just remembered this yesterday. My wife sent me this link to a video is a news report from san francisco that was in 1981 i think where they were showing this old man who could download the newspaper to his computer and he would do so every morning really? He would dial up i guess like a bbs you know and hook up his modem and they were like you know and the san francisco newspaper is one of the first newspapers that allowed this to happen back in 81 he's like look i can download this newspaper it only takes me two minutes to download the entire newspaper and it's only five dollars a minute Oh god. In nineteen eighty one
0: dollars a minute
2: wow.
1: Oh, um, this is a tangent. But did you guys see the the Charlie Chaplin uh like time travel theory <sighs> I'm video? So sick of that. I know. I just so I just I just saw that. it. And um I just it, for a second I was like kinda of weirded out and then it doesn't really make any sense at all. No. Like there's no way it could it's happen. <laughs> so I'm so sick do you know of what we're talking about?
0: I do. I it's it's a it's a movie where they found someone walking by in the background and they're they look like they're talking on a phone walking down the street. Right,
1: but she's holding it could be holding her hat from the wind or whatever. Anything. anything. I think anything. it looks
2: type. it looks to me like she's scratching her head like this as she's walking, you know, an expression the touching their
0: ear. Right. And by by holding their hand over their ear, it means they're on a cell phone just because right. that's what that's what we do now.
2: Like everyone on the set wouldn't have freaked the fuck out that someone was <laughs> was doing something like that. Or that like a time
1: that. travel person would be that dumb to walk by like Yeah. A,
2: or that there was cell phone reception.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, no that's infrastructure. That's the same thing, right? They're, like, walking around trying to find a signal.
1: Yeah, true. But if there's time travel, anything's possible, right? We barely use
2: phones (laughs) to make phone calls as it is now. You know, who the fuck was this person calling? That's the
1: thing, too. It's, like, if they're a time (laughs) travel person and if they, like, have a way to communicate through time and not needing, like, satellites or whatever, why would you have something you can hold in your hand up to your ear? You know, like, and there's got to be a more elegant system at that point.
0: Why Why would you walk through a movie set? (laughs) I'm just walking down the street. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, you, that's something you would easily pick out. Uh, and I, I, I guaranteed they weren't letting people just wander through the back of the movie set. That were just walking
2: down the street. Right, they, they, they weren't just filming on the street.
0: So that was debunked. Do you, do you, the other thing that got debunked was this missile that was launched. Oh, right. From, uh, from somewhere in California. A bunch of people saw a missile take off. And the military, all branches of the military saying, nope, we didn't fire a missile. We don't know what you're talking about. And no one can figure out what this thing was. And now they're saying it was a jet. It was contrails from a jet. Yeah, I read that, that people too. mistake for a missile taking off from the ground. I don't know, man. It seems weird. And yeah. there's a theory that because Obama apparently is in Asia, um, that it's, we fired a missile as like an ICBM test to show that we, you know as a show of strength while Obama's over there.
2: Yeah, if, you know, thinking about that, if I were going to do that and I was in the military, I'd fire it somewhere closer to Asia rather than right off the coast of the US. Listen. If I'm in charge of that stuff, I'm not going to test ICBMs. Yeah. Just, just
0: because I don't want to fuck – I mean, what do you do? You notify Russia or all the different you know parts of Russia that have broken up, the USSR that are now these tiny countries with rusting silos, and say, hey, this is not a real missile launching. This is a fake test missile right. that we're just launching towards India just for the fuck of it. <laughs> Give me a break. So I don't know what that is. I, that, that's the only thing I legitimately worry about with all that stuff is just now the maintenance of all those nukes. Right. I don't even worry about, like – You know, a guy showing up in downtown Manhattan with a suitcase bomb because I don't live there, but uh, (laughs) I do. I do worry about like, oh yeah, this this system that we forgot to maintain, or this system that that wasn't prepared to roll over twenty thirty eight. Right,
2: some weird, (laughs) yeah, some weird year that you don't even think about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oops, we forgot about that, and it launched all of you know Russia's missiles.
1: Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but now I have something to worry about. Yeah, see, there you go.
2: So did you pick 2038 out of your ass, or did you know about year 2038? No, I knew about 20—there's a 2038 bug, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What? Oh, is this another Y2K type thing? Yep.
0: Yeah, it is a Y2K thing, yeah. <laughs> it's where it's—they they can't handle dates beyond 2038.
2: Right. It's Why? like, I think because that date in 2038 is like the maximum expressible date as a 32-bit integer in binary. <laughs> okay. And then if it rolls over, there's no way to, to handle it.
0: I th- I'm watching Griffin's face. I think your explanation was actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> like the concept of 2038 was definitely more graspable.
2: <laughs> There's
0: numbers. I thought
1: it was some mystical thing I could wrap my head around. <laughs> but- yeah. It's when all the, <laughs> crystals, when the crystal line crystals line
0: up. <laughs> it's when all the planets are going to line up and the gravitational force is going to push <laughs> us through. What is it? The, the, uh, the galactic plane. Yeah, the is.
2: galactic plane. <laughs>
0: That's the new thing. That's the 2012 thing. Do you know Oh, it's not the galactic. Okay. Yeah. We're going to cross over the galactic plane and our solar system will be cast through the universe. Nice. And, at an alarming rate.
2: I look forward to seeing the new stretches of the universe. But th-
1: this is, that's not like the, this is the first time we've gone across a plane, right? Isn't that the whole idea of the age of whatever's?
0: Yeah. I think last time was when all the dinosaurs died. <laughs> it was right around there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometime. Give or
2: take a few years. When they all croaked inexplicably. <laughs> when, all, when all the meteors hit the earth, killing them. <laughs>
0: Man, you know what? I saw this global warming explanation that this guy put out, and it was, it was linked somewhere as being, here's the definitive argument as to why we should be environmentally conscious and prepare for global warming. And everyone on the YouTube comments like, this guy's brilliant, he should take this out anywhere. And essentially he had a grid, which was four choices, which is if we prepare or if we don't prepare, in the case of, and this is the other axis, it exists or it doesn't exist. And basically what he did is he went through and said, if we don't prepare and it doesn't happen, then we're okay. And if we do prepare and it doesn't happen, then we've just spent a bunch of money. okay. And if we do prepare and it, dis- it does happen, global warming, catastrophe happens, then we're prepared for it, we're great. But the worst case scenario in this whole chart is if we don't prepare and it does happen, and if that happens, it's catastrophe and the world is destroyed. So the worst case scenario here is destruction of the Earth and everything's terrible – and you know we all die. So all the other scenarios are better. That's why we should prepare. Because the worst case scenario here is if we prepare is either we just spend some money for nothing or we save the planet. Those are the two outcomes there. Whereas the other one is nothing right. happens or the world is destroyed. That's why we have to prepare. And it was like, that's perfect. That's brilliant. It's like, yeah, if you believe it's going to happen. It's like, why don't you take that same fucking case and apply it to if dragons invade the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if we don't prepare for the dragons... Then guess what? The world is destroyed. You know, it's like, that's not the argument. The argument <laughs> is that some people don't believe it's taking place. It's
2: also a very high level look at a very complex issue.
0: Right. And I'm one of those people that does believe in global warming with this argument, was just so stupid. And it was weird to see so many people just reacting positively. There's a lot
2: of bad science on the internet. I don't know if you've noticed that. Bad science and bad math and faulty logic.
0: Yeah, it's just, it, was, it, was, it was just people seeing a presentation and then just not seeing beyond the presentation. Right.
2: Seeing what they, were supposed, what they were being told to see.
0: Clearest example of that that I've ever seen. Hey, but I'm you, still going to prepare for dragons. Because <laughs> you never know. Yeah. D-
2: did you hear that uh, a Boeing 787 on a test flight had an emergency landing in Texas yesterday? No, way, really? In Laredo. They had to land- oh, fuck, they
0: landed a 787 in Laredo? You know, they had
2: to land because there was smoke in the cabin. And they had to exit off the emergency slides.
0: Wow, that would be difficult. To so, put that in perspective, that would be like landing a 787 in Laredo.
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> How big is... Laredo's pretty small, right? It's like right on the Yeah, board.
2: but 787's not huge. It's not like, you know, the 747 or anything. It's a smaller plane, but still, it's a... Uh, you don't want to be landing your new prototype plane in Laredo. No. The drug cartel already stole it and kidnapped it, and they're holding it <laughs> ransom. <laughs> for back to Boeing for $2 billion.
0: Yeah, I mean, Laredo, for perspective, is one of the cities in Texas that is essentially shares the border with a Mexican city. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, there's Nuevo Laredo in Mexico and then there's Laredo on the U.S. side. I think the only other city really like that is uh, El Paso and uh, what's right across the border Juarez. from El Paso? Juarez. Yeah, There's lots of
2: cities like that. El Paso's like that. Has, no, but but, but El
1: as next to, what is Piedras Negras? Yeah. But that's a different town. I guess, and I think what you're saying is it's sharing a name. Or but a there's Brownsville it, and Matamoros too. Yeah, but Juarez think. and
2: El Paso, El Paso aren't the same name.
1: But there's a, there, isn't there a Mexican side of El Paso and then uh, a U.S. side? Am I wrong?
0: No, it's, it's Juarez is on the. Oh, south I side. see what you mean. Yeah. Okay,
1: so the, your point is that that there are towns on the border.
2: Yes,
0: <laughs> I guess that's my point. It's a border town. All I'm saying is that it's not prepared to handle a 787 no. landing in its airport.
2: No, mm-hmm. probably not. I'm Especially really- one that's having trouble and that has smoke in the cabin. They are like, uh-oh, maybe we should have bought that fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 we should have had the dragon pre- preparation scenario. Be ready for this <laughs>
0: in case a dragon wants to land on our, on yeah. our runway. I read one time about somebody landing uh, one of those big airliners in a small runway, and it punched through the runway.
2: Oh, it's too as, heavy?
0: Yeah, as it landed, you know, those, those tires are solid rubber. They're not air. And so as it landed, it just, like, went down the runway and just literally ripped up the runway Man, as it landed. fucked
2: it up for everyone else. Pretty much. Did you see the video on break yesterday? Uh, who knows if it's real or not? It's a guy or two guys in a single-engine prop plane, and the prop dies, and they have to land it on the road.
0: Why wouldn't that be real? I mean, it seems real to me. I mean, it
2: it seemed real, but who knows? Everyone always says everything on break is fake.
0: Some of those dopes on break were saying – the guy, by the way, who landed it was 22 years old. And he lands – they have a twin prop plane, and both engines are dying, and they start them, and they they die again. And then they land on just a – it looks like a highway in the middle of a town. So it's not an elevated highway or anything like that. But that's where they land it. And somebody on break was saying, oh, that's clearly a training exercise because you can tell <laughs> yeah. how quickly they react. It's like, Who the hell what private pro- pilot is going to have a training exercise and land on a populated mm-hmm. roadway?
2: Yeah. I like how the, the, the guys uh, – the, the instructor's telling him land in the field, land in the field. He lands on the road and the guy's like, I'm sorry. He's like, no, you did great. Watch your wing. Watch your wing. I guess as they're pulling into a parking spot, <laughs> he pulls <laughs> it into a parking lot and like parks the plane. <laughs> they, re- they stay
0: remarkably calm. For guys who are in a plane where the engine stops.
2: When the engine dies, you hear a bunch of fuck, fuck, fuck. And then yeah. that's it. it's like, okay, we're going to well, land. I think,
1: you, I, I think that at some point you have to get it together. You're like, all right, I, I can panic or I can try to live. I mean, I think that people maybe have more control over themselves than they realize in those situations.
0: Yeah, you know, um, one of our friends crashed a plane, Ed from the Bare Naked Ladies crashed a plane. And he said he didn't even think about it, uh, like panic wise, because he was in control of the plane. But the other people in the plane who don't, have, who don't have the stick in their hands, they are in panic mode right. because they can't do anything. He's like – you know, he's a trained pilot too where he was just like, I just went in the mode of like, I'm going to recover this. I'm going to do this. And it's like he had something to do essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't panic.
2: He, his mind becomes occupied with something to do rather than overwhelming panic and fear about yeah. the situation.
0: You also don't have that much time. Like they, the, the video is like a minute 30. So you have to make a decision fast. Like if they were on a long approach to this freeway – they probably would have time to think, like, oh, sh- how am I going to land this thing? Yeah. I don't have any power. It's like you just kind of deal with the situation.
1: Yeah, but I think that – I mean, I think that argument is f- as far as people being calm, especially if they, they're pilots, you know? Like, you're expecting the worst at some point, you know? I think that it's a – it's no, I know, but, like, if you become a pilot, you're like, there's a possibility that something's going to go wrong at some point and i have to deal with it. True. So then that moment comes, and then they deal with it. I yeah.
0: don't know. Well, it's the same thing with I talking about earlier. It's like you worry about all the stuff that can happen and something, you know, crazy, like – you know, the Russian missile silo, I worry about the human component of it. Like, there was that whacked-out dude on the Egyptian airliner who just decided he wanted to crash the plane. Oh, right. And they pulled the black box out, and uh, the co-pilot was trying to steer against him, and he just is, you know, saying, he said something like it's in God's hands or whatever. Right. You know, dives the plane, and the co-pilot's pulling back, trying to pull them out of it, and so their flaps are going in different directions. Mm
1: -hmm. How is it in God's hand if you're pushing down on the...
0: Because you're crazy. I mean, you're right. killing yourself with an airline full of passengers, you know? You're just a lunatic.
1: Yeah.
2: I love our air safety talks.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gus and I, for as much as we fly, Gus and I spend a lot of time on air disaster
2: sites. What's the one you go to all I the time? I think it's airdisaster.com, I think. It's .com or .org, but I think it's .com. It catalogs every oh, incident that's ever happened. Well, that, since the FAA has been around. Listen. Don't go
0: to the site. I'm not going to. Seriously, don't. It's don't. got
2: pictures, accounts. It's got black box recordings. You can listen to what was happening.
0: Yes. Not all pilots are calm. Let's put it <laughs> that way. Oh,
2: man. It's, uh, and it's, There's sometimes where like just it's just out of nowhere. It's just like, hey, would you have for dinner last night? Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah, you know, I. Cr- that's it. <laughs> Crunch. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> hey.
0: Hey, what's that billy goat doing up in this cloud bag? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Far Side cartoon, by the way. <laughs> I'm quoting my Gary Larson here. My, one of my all-time favorite Far Sides. There's two pilots, and there's a, they're in a cloud, and then there's this goat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that one.
0: I know that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some, certain things you, if you're scared of flying, you should never see. Uh, one is AerialDisasters.com. The other is that movie Alive. That's a terrible one. Yeah. You know, where the soccer team crashes. Just don't watch it. And you know what? If you're in a plane, I, I wrote up a list, which I, I guess I should post of like travel tips now that I've hit yeah. two million frequent flyer miles. I
2: think you're, you're an authority. I, am I an authority? I think so. That's no, a, lot of, a lot of I, traveling. I'm
0: going to blog with authority now. I'm a, it's like being a social, social media expert. You're yeah. seeing these guys crop up. How do you become a social media expert?
1: Spend all your time. Uh, spend a lot Facebook. of time on Facebook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bookmarked Mashable. Basically, I downloaded
2: Rock Melt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have an RSS feed. But... uh. If you're in a plane, I mean, the big thing I put in there is, is if you're a nervous flyer, if the flight attendants are not strapped in, you don't have anything to worry about. And that right. happens pretty rarely.
2: We, and, not to derail you, I don't know if you remember, we had that trip to Australia a few years ago where over the Pacific, they made the flight attendants strap in. And it was like 45 minutes of some of the worst turbulence I've ever experienced in my life.
0: Yeah. God. But I've heard I've heard the turbulence can't knock a plane out of the air. No, no, it, can it can fuck you up in the cabin. Right.
2: It can bounce you around the cabin like a ping pong ball. I've heard of people dying like that, not being strapped in and hitting,
1: well, you know, hitting s- the the ceiling. There's the videos plane. of like people like flying up hitting yeah. the ceiling.
2: They wear your fucking seatbelt. That should be on your list. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, that's right. That was on your list. I think yeah.
0: if you're gonna die in a plane, it's more like you're gonna bounce off the ceiling, you know, from turbulence than yeah. you know crashing or something. You know, and crashing is just like Matt calls it. Matt calls it the national lottery of death. That somebody (laughs) has to die in a plane crash and we all kind of buy a ticket into this thing and like you may not. But there hasn't been a fatal commercial airliner crash since the
2: week after 9-11. I don't know about that. I mean the regional and commuter airlines, yeah.
0: That is, I'm talking like, you know, the planes that most people fly.
2: I think a lot of people fly commuter and regional stuff. It's true. It's true. Like connecting flights to smaller airports.
0: I probably flew one on this last trip because I had to go to North Carolina Mm -hmm. that was probably considered that because it was the two seats on one side and the one seat on the other. I can't imagine
2: any airport in North Carolina receives anything other than commuter. Damn Charlotte, come on,
0: look at you, you're being... No, no, (laughs) still,
2: same thing. I I bet it's all like, you know, United Airlines operated by Comair or...
0: Well, I flew American into Greenville-Spartanburg.
2: Oh wait, no, no, you're right. it's <laughs> yeah. commuter one in there. It's totally commuter. I bet every airline uses a commuter brand. You know to get what's in
1: there. F- frightening? Have you ever? Have you guys ever been to Alaska? No. Um, it's almost like a bus. Like we took a flight from uh, Seattle to Sitka, Alaska. And the moment you get into Alaska, we, we landed. I don't remember where we were, um, but we stopped. We were in a small plane like that, and we stopped at every little town and like let every, people get on. And, or they, <laughs> if you were waiting for another flight, you just like stay on the plane. So it was like bus stops almost like being on a greyhound except you're flying wow it was weird. weird it was yeah. really weird and everyone on the plane was talking to each other like they knew each other but they didn't it was just a really weird it was a weird thing blaskins are weird <laughs> people,
0: yankees some people want to talk to you on a plane and some people don't want to yeah. talk to you on a plane i had a guy wake me up to talk to me it's <laughs> uh, the guy who couldn't talk right <laughs> the guy who didn't talk because he had throat surgery and i'm like he had made this pained face every time he talked and i couldn't understand him because he had, had throat surgery and uh he kept wanting to talk to me. And then when I asked him to, like, what, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. You know, I'd say it dismissively so he would stop talking to me. He would then, like, croak it out and, like, be holding a I'm like, stop talking Ugh. to me. I, I'm, I'm not saying anything to you. And you're, like, going through this massive effort to talk to me. And I'm yeah. just not interested. And he woke you up to do that? He woke me up at one point to talk to me. Ugh. Asked me. He, he was on a plane to Europe, and he was a Croatian dude. And he woke me up to ask me if I'd ever been to Europe before because I told him where I was going and all this. And then I fell asleep. I, I fell asleep on an international flight. The fucker woke me up.
1: Do, do you sleep with your eyes open? Because I've had people wake me up thinking that I was asleep and, or thinking I was awake.
0: I don't know. Maybe I do, but I don't think so. But he poked me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was actively waking you up. Oh, yeah. If you talk to me, I will not wake up. It takes a lot to wake me up. A,
2: a good poking by a Croatian will do it, though. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys want to wrap this wrap this podcast up? Well, I, we got on the subject of Europe, so I want to talk about Stefan a little bit. Okay. okay. If that's okay? No, no. Go for it.
0: Because what, <laughs> I, what I wanted him to come in and talk about in the podcast was... Um, one of the things that's really interesting is that he's from Switzerland and they have compulsory military service in Switzerland, which I normally wouldn't associate with that country because they're the they're the neutral country, right? Right.
2: You know. That's what they're known for. That's their a, chocolate.
0: Hey, well he brought chocolate. Did you get some of the chocolate? No, I didn't. He oh, I saw. Is oh, that shit. what that was? Yeah. I was get that. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Right. He even brought us he even brought us chocolate that looks like a Swiss army knife all wrapped up, and I think he you did that cuz we're Americans. <laughs> 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 you can't bring us the real stuff. You got to bring us like the touristy the touristy one. But um Anyway, so he, we, uh, we met Stefan a few years ago because he was doing an academic paper, and he was doing it about businesses on the web and just people um, who were doing innovative things. And so he covered Red versus Blue as part of it, and it was just recently published. Um, it was a serious academic, academic endeavor. Um, anyway, on his last trip here, he told us that he was part of this compulsory service, but then also part of the military service that everyone has to do in Switzerland is then they also issue you a gun that you have to keep in your house. So, there's mandatory gun ownership as well. Right. And that he had to go through a process uh, with the government of giving up his gun and essentially proving that he's a pacifist. And he had to go through with these guys and do these interviews where they're like, you know, are you trying to pull a fast one here? Are you, <laughs> are you trying to make fun of us? What is this? And he's like, no, I just don't want a gun. And. He had to go through this long process of of giving in his rifle.
2: It's like the Second Amendment on steroids. It's like not only can you own a gun, you have to own a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to own a gun. It's like, and this is Switzerland, you know. This is these are bankers and watchmakers. Is what you what at least what I think. When well, he was saying
1: too that it's not like a useful like a gun that you would really use in self defense. It's just guns people get drunk and shoot their spouses with or whatever.
0: Well, it's a military like you know. I think I'm thinking like an M1 Abrams is the way he's describing it. No, that's a tank. What's the <laughs> <right>? What's <laughs> the Garand? Garand. Thank
2: you. And uh, that's what I'm thinking, like a
0: big, like World War II era rifle, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably bulky and huge, and hopefully they'll never have to use it. Gus, were the um, where the
0: Swiss invaded during World War II?
2: I don't believe so. They stayed out of it, right? Maybe it's because everyone there had a fucking gun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe instead of criticizing, we should be like, maybe it worked.
0: <laughs> what do you think about that? You're you're a gun guy. I have, um, I have a gun too.
2: Uh, I don't I don't agree with it. I don't think. I mean, I think if people want to own a gun, they should be able to. But I don't think you should force everyone to own a gun.
0: Uh, man, I have, I know a guy, old school Texas guy, and he was, he was, he flew a lot too. he's a traveling sales guy. And, uh, he said Southwest Airlines in the day, back in the day was like this Alaska airline you're talking about. You could pay them at the gate. Like you could show up at the airport, go through security and then just give them $20 at the door and they would let you on Southwest, which is why they have general boarding and they don't have assigned seats. Oh,
2: that's interesting. I didn't his, know that. Their
0: history was like, yeah, planes leaving at three o'clock, show up at three o'clock if you want to get on it. Oh, huh, that's cool. They collect money at the gate. <laughs> That's why I guess a lot of people in Texas like that, you know, appeal of that of just like.
2: It'd be even better if you could get on the plane and then you pay once you're on there, like kind of like a train. Like they come by looking for tickets. You don't have one. You just give the flight attendant a 10 to 20. Yeah. You try
0: to avoid eye contact with the conductor, <laughs> that kind of thing. Go to
2: the bathroom, sit there the whole flight. But he, he had a
0: philosophy too of, of give everybody a gun. Ma- mandatory. Everyone has to have a gun. He thought everyone should have a gun on their hip. And he gets, <laughs> that, you know, there'd be no crime at all.
1: That, I don't agree with that. Think about how, how angry you get all day. Like, just little things that annoy you all day long. And if you had a gun on your hip, how like how much would it take to get you to that point?
0: Car accidents would be a big thing. Yeah. Like, people get in a car accident and you have a gun <laughs> on your hip. Everybody
2: yeah. does? Yeah. that Road would rage? Cool. Man. Yeah. There was a road rage incident on Mopac a couple of months ago where some guy got cut off and he pulled out a gun and shot the car, shot at the car that uh, cut him off. No, wait, really? Yeah, down at like Mopac and 360.
1: I think that would happen a lot if everyone had a gun with them yeah. at all times. Because, I don't know, not everyone's that stable. Some people should not own guns. No, not at all. But I would think
0: that people who are not stable go out and get guns anyway. I mean, a lot of people have guns in their car, and we hear about this kind of thing pretty right. rarely.
1: Yeah. But there is a whole process. I mean, you have to go through a whole process to get a gun. Nah. No. No. Nah. No? I nah. thought you had to go like do training no. and all of that. No.
2: You want a gun? We'll go get a gun right now.
1: When, you want to go get a gun? You can, you can walk
2: in... <laughs> Is there an academy around here? Yes. You can walk into that academy and walk out on a gun in probably 5 minutes. I if you don't if you don't have a rest- felony. I if you don't there were have a felony.
1: restrictions. Okay. Well, I'm about to. That was a joke. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to buy a gun. I'm not going to commit any crimes. What? <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> I was a little me. anti-cop earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: felonies
2: have to start lining up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. See you later. Thanks for listening, everyone.